Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of All the Hard Things. Today, I am joined with another OCD warrior, someone who I am so stoked to hear their story and to share it with you. I think it's going to be just super empowering and you're going to walk away with some really great nuggets. So today I have Helene. She's part of our community. There's so many things that we're going to talk about. We're hopefully going to get into how boxing and physical activity has helped her, how she was doing exposure and response prevention in her life without even knowing, which is a topic that I feel super strongly about. I think so often we think that ERP is just this super structured, like it has to have a hierarchy and you have to do these exposures and blah, blah, blah. To me, I think it's just pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and reducing your safety behaviors. Like so much of that can be just applied to regular everyday life. Hopefully we'll talk about family and COVID and all of the things. But Helene, without further ado, thank you so much for being here. If you could just start out by telling us a little bit about your story. I know you had said that you got diagnosed a long time ago. So wherever you want to start, just take us away. Uh, so first and foremost, thank you for having me on here. I'm excited to share my story. As we've mentioned earlier, it's a bit of therapy for me to talk about it and it creates less of a stigma as I share it more. So I appreciate using this platform to do. To be honest, I actually made a post on Instagram a long time ago and I genuinely don't know what age I had started my rituals or compulsions or even the thoughts, but I do the, my one memory that I can go back to, I'm 33 now, and I can go back to junior high school where it got so bad that I did end up going to therapy. And I'll never forget my one, my first that I can recall exposure response therapy was my therapist made me go to the bathroom and hold on to the public washroom sink handle. And we had to go back to our room and I had to sit there without washing my hands or purelling my hands or doing anything like that for the remainder of the session. And that's my first memory that I can go back to. And I've had a roller coaster ride since then, essentially. It started with hand washing. My kind of OCD types are contamination and germs, but through learning a bit more about OCD now, I'm understanding that I do have some of the other subtypes that I didn't even know existed. So yeah, I guess I, I started with, like I said, germs contamination. I was always washing my hands. I was over washing my hands. Uh, I was always thinking about what I was touching or things like that. And it had gotten so bad. That's where my family had decided that I needed to go and, and get more help that, that they couldn't help me enough. They had done everything that they thought was appropriate or that they could help me with. But then we decided that we needed uh, someone in that area and expertise to help me there. And that's, I guess, where it started. I had gotten therapy and I had quote unquote thought I had gotten over it, let's say. 
But as I've learned now, it's definitely, it's a long-term thing and it's something that I'm always going to need to work on, which I think can be very frustrating. But one thing that's hopeful is that I still have control over it. So that's something that's nice. I think for me, like I said, I had gotten a hold of it. And then I would say up until COVID is when I had a really harsh relapse that was unfortunately really hard for me because like I said, I thought I had gotten over it. And I guess I almost thought I didn't need to reveal that to anyone. And just because of COVID and the, everyone was washing their hands and everyone was scared of germs and and everyone was living my reality at, at one point, which was my family kind of joke about it now in the sense that I was COVID ready in the sense of washing my hands diligently not touching my face like I had already done this years prior so again laugh about it now at the time maybe not as funny and yeah so I think since kind of COVID I've been it re-sparked my needing to educate myself more on the topic so that I could heal myself and something that's been really helpful and I mentioned offline to you is your resources I've been using them. And it's been really helpful for me to understand because I think the hardest problem is not understanding it. And if you don't understand it, you can't either help yourself or help others. Yeah. Sorry, I know I'm going all over the place here, but as you had mentioned earlier, my untraditional form of ERP was finding boxing. And I found that when I was working at a gym in the UK and as, as my mind is racing a mile a minute in terms of thinking about all the things. So for example, if I step out of my condo and I touch the elevator button, am I touching it with my finger? Am I touching it with my knuckle? If I do that, you know, if I touch it with my finger, then I need to make sure that I wash my hands before I touch my steering wheel because I sometimes eat in the car. And again, these that's just a five minute period. And so when I started boxing, I didn't realize that it was my form of ERP until later on in life when I noticed that my thoughts in that hour that I was training went away. And don't get me wrong, they were there before I started my session and they came right back after. But for that hour, because boxing is mental, there's so much mental in it. It's really hard to have my OCD thoughts. So something that's been really helpful for me is my boxing is I have an hour and a half, however long my training session is, where those thoughts are not racing in my head because I, there's no space for it. So that's a snippet of my journey. I don't know if you want to ask any follow-up questions from there. Yeah. Resonate with that so much. Just the, like when you were when you went to these boxing classes, right, there's no time to really go down the OCD rabbit hole because it just moves so fast, right? Like it moves so fast. It's not like you're going to stop and give this other thing your 100% attention. Like it's the perfect example of you can't give 100% to two things at once. Like you can't give 100% to figuring out this intrusive thought or remembering what you've touched or so on and so forth, and also give 100% to your workout, which those workouts are demanding. Like you do require 100%. For reference, I do burn boot camp. I do it six days a week. 
And I don't struggle with contamination, but I do struggle. And I've been super open with harm intrusive thoughts and just responsibility and death and so on and so forth. And it comes up in my workouts for sure. There was a tag one day on the floor and it had some red on it. And it looked like it was just like a red mark that had been scraped off over time. But to me, it looked like dried blood. And I remember every single time that I would go by that for a long time, I wanted to go and I wanted to inspect that tag and see if there was blood on it. And I had all these thoughts about, have you worked out by there before? Is it possible that like you could have hurt somebody and like they're out there hurting because of you and like you just never apologized, like you never did anything. And it was like, I can either go and continue to do these reps and do these pushups like my trainer is asking me to, or I can go and check that tag. I can't do both. And yeah. so it's like just by nature of being that engrossed in a really high value activity, you can't, you can't go back. There was another situation where it sounds so stupid in hindsight, as do most of these things, right? But there was a bug <laughs> that at one of the stations on the floor someone and it might have been me I don't know had stepped on and like it was half dead it was like half dead still struggling and that's my weak point like I would rather have killed something than to have only made it suffer and so that was really hard too oh my gosh I feel like I need to either save this bug or put it out of its misery or at least vindicate myself from the sense of responsibility that I could have done it but it's nope the stations are changing you gotta go like you can't right and so yeah because you value this so much, you are you have choices. It really just brings light to the fact that like you have choices in these moments and it really comes down to what is going to be more worth it for you, right? You're not going to not box. You're not going to let OCD dictate that for you. And I think that's so powerful. That's amazing. Well, and I think one thing that I'll just jump back to that I think was also really hard for me was so I found boxing fell in love with it and just really went all in on it like it's my business now and all these other things but what was also crippling for me in COVID was you can still use a bag right there were still we still when we were able to open there were stations you could still train but I also compete or I had competed in 2019 and I wanted to again and I still want to and the idea of being basically spit on because people are just breathing or they're sweating on you or there's potential for blood. And it really made me almost question whether or not I could compete in boxing again. And that, again, made me spiral. But something that was really interesting, I don't know if you had seen it, but there was, I believe it was on Apple TV. There was a mental health segment that they did with, it was like, Prince Harry and Oprah. And I was very lucky that one of the athletes or people that they had featured in this special is Ginny Fuchs. And she is a professional boxer and she also suffers from OCD. And it was one thing that was wild was I was watching this video and she was talking about her rituals that she does and how much money she spends on cleaning products because she's constantly washing basically everything. And I'll never forget, there was one moment where she said she never lets her hand wraps touch the ground because the ground's dirty. And then if she's wrapping, her hands are going to be dirty and X, Y, Z. And I've had that thought. And when you hear someone else have that exact same 
thought, it was just mind-blowing for me. and the most powerful experience. That feeling and that experience is why I started my podcast and why I started my Instagram because I know that feeling. I know that feeling of, you know that it's OCD and you know that you fit in with whatever. But until someone like takes this extremely nuanced, random thing, I never let my gloves touch the floor. It's like you feel alone. And then as soon as someone says that, oh my God, everything just clicks into place like a Rubik's cube. Yeah. That's incredible. I have heard of that episode and I know from so many other people that was super impactful. So how cool that this has become like your lifestyle now and your job. And I'm really curious. I know we had talked about COVID and one of the most strange, but I'll never forget it types of experiences that I had was during COVID, especially the peak of COVID when shit was hitting the fan and no one knew what was going on. I actually worked in an OCD and anxiety residential recovery center with literally 28 of the most debilitating cases of OCD and anxiety in the world. Like the most debilitating cases, they would come from all over the world and they would live with us for 45 to 60 days, 24 seven. Wow. And imagine being with 28 of the most severe OCD cases during COVID. It was wild in an OCD and anxiety residential recovery unit, mind you. So like we didn't let people have Lysol wipes. Like that was something that we confiscated whenever they arrived. Like we didn't let people have their own soul. We didn't let people have any of that stuff. We didn't let people have hand sanitizer. And then all of a sudden here we are. And like, we are making people stand six feet away from each other and making people have to use Lysol wipes, right? Like these were things that we took away from people. And now we are making them have to do that stuff. Talk to me about what that was like for you in your OCD recovery. I know so many people who felt like they were doing really well in their recovery and then COVID hit and it's crap. Like that totally sent me a million light years back because now you're telling me to do what I have been trying not to do. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So that was very interesting. For example, as I said, quote unquote, thought I was, I thought I was cured because I really didn't have I had thoughts, but they weren't crippling. And when we were very lucky that we were actually able to open our studios a bit earlier because we fall under our provincial sport organization, Boxing Ontario, and they commissioned us or commissioned to the government to get us to go back. Our club, not specifically, but other clubs in Ontario were actually getting athletes ready for Olympic qualifiers. And so as a sport organization and being under them, we were actually allowed to open, I believe it was June, so of 2020, which was quite early in terms of gyms or a lot of other things. And like, I think I brought a bottle of Purell every day because I would leave the condo. I would throw my hands as I was touching anything. If I even did touch it, I maybe had gloves on now at this point, which I never had before. So there were some things actually where I went back to, let's say, if I was at a a level zero, I added it, I went up to level two. And then there were some things where I just completely ballooned and wore, like I've never worn gloves, those medical gloves anywhere, but now I was wearing those. And it really made me, it almost actually made me question whether like 
what I was doing in my, you know, quote unquote, good days was even like, was that even safe for me? Should I have even done that? Like, how bad was that? It made me go back to, wow, I, I thought I've come so far. And now, and then I was also scared. I was like, is this now going to be me forever? That was where I also really just mentally spiraled. It was so I thought I had taken the right steps. Then I've gone back and in some ways I've gone further. And then I started thinking like, is this not now my life again? And there was also at the time, it's like, where am I going to find a therapist? I think the one thing that's really unique about OCD is that when I tell people some of the thoughts that I've had or the things that I've done, and a lot of them are my friends or whomever, some people are like, that's a little weird. It is what it is. And I couldn't imagine having a therapist that wouldn't understand that. And therapy is so unique and particular. It is, it's a relationship. And I think, you know, I don't really want to have to share my story with five different people to find the right one, nor do I want to spend the money on doing that. And it got to the point where I felt really helpless because I was like, this is my life. And now I'm back to here. And like I said, it was, it also got so bad because I, I don't need to compete in boxing. I've just really wanted to. And so I thought those goals are done. And now I've relapsed so hard and even worse. And am I even going to get out of this? And so I think that's where it got really dark. And I'm a very big journaler. I like to journal and I have gone back and read a few entries that I wrote during that time frame. And I didn't want to go back and read anymore because it was a very dark time. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm out of a part of that. I can't say that I'm back to where I was well before COVID, but I have definitely taken a lot of strides forward. And I'm happy for myself for that. I know it's I know that it's not easy for myself. I know it's not easy for anyone else. But I think that's where it got really bad was the, will this end again? If what you're hearing sounds kind of a little bit too right up your alley and you haven't checked them out yet, I want you to go after this episode and check out my master classes. No more band-aids for OCD and anxiety. We are going to conquer this thing once and for all together. And yes, with or without a therapist. I have master classes available on my website that start at $27. I am here for you. You can go to my website right now, www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com and click masterclasses. These are all based on evidence-based strategy that works and they are truly the perfect blend of education, motivation, and step-by-step strategies that you can use right away. So again, go to www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash masterclasses. Two crowd faves, just so you know, are the OCD and anxiety cycle and ERP basics. When you want to learn more about OCD and anxiety, this masterclass is the answer to finally understanding all of your confusing and paralyzing thoughts. By the end of these masterclasses, you are going to feel so much less alone and you'll be like, oh my God, finally someone gets it. 
So many people who have been in treatment for years took the OCD and anxiety cycle masterclass and told me that they still learned so much. Then we have the ERP basics masterclass. That's for when you're actually ready to take action with OCD and anxiety. And that is ultimately your best starting point. You're going to get all the information that you need to start implementing actionable steps right away. No longer is ERP going to seem like the paradoxical and totally freaking backwards intervention that you probably think it is. It will make so much sense. And by the end of it, you may just be a little bit excited to get started. So head to my website, www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com slash masterclasses to get started. when everything was going down, there was an article that came out. I think it was posted on the International OCD Foundation. I can't really remember, but it was about how people with OCD, they have the key essentially to how to handle and cope with COVID. And it was really interesting. I, of course, was a skeptic. I was like, they're going to talk about how OCD is just about contamination and blah, blah, blah. It's just going to be one more like crappy article that's just overemphasizing what OCD could be versus like all the other things that it can also be. But it was a really amazing article. And it was all about how when it comes to OCD and anxiety recovery, you need to tolerate that uncertainty and that it's that's what it's all about. And going towards your values, despite that discomfort, going towards your values, despite that uncertainty. And now for the first time ever, we all as a human race, like we all had to have that uncertainty. And we, a lot of us didn't handle it very well. And we had to handle it for the first time. Whereas people with OCD, they ha- they battle that every day. And so it was a really great article. I'll try to link that in the show notes again, if I can find it. You know, you and I have talked a lot too about the power of psychoeducation, the power of doing your own research and getting high quality education and high quality information. I think in some ways that I would rather someone have really solid good education from someone like me, like self-help, then have a therapist who doesn't actually know anything about OCD and anxiety. Obviously, I would love for everybody to have an evidence-based and OCD specializing therapist, but that just doesn't happen. Like you said, there's not enough of us to help all of the people who have OCD. And so what do you really attribute to being able to overcome so much? What are the things that you have leaned on in order to continue making strides? Sure. I think the something that I just want to mention that has taken me some time, but I think can be helpful for other people that are also, like I said, in the midst of it, because at the end of the day, we're always in the midst of it. Obviously, over time, there's better seasons. But is to give yourselves the grace. I think that one thing that really, like I said, when I it got really dark, I never gave myself credit for the things that I did well. And I say in the sense that in the things that I overcame, whether they were small or big, right? I think that we tend to overlook those little things. And with OCD and ERP, those are so important. Something that I've done on my own already, but learned from you is sometimes you don't necessarily need to fully stop the compulsion or the ritual. It's just delaying it. Uh, And I never would have given myself, let's say, a gold star for doing that before. It was if I stopped the ritual, then that was when I won or did well, quote unquote. And so something that's been, I think, really important, I think for me, and I think can be important for others is really giving yourself grace on those little things and knowing that those little things will add up to the larger things 
Unfortunately, just like any journey, fitness journey, health journey, whatever it is, it takes time. And I think the patient part is really difficult. So I want to, to say that, but to your question, the biggest thing that has really helped me is the education piece. So understanding, understanding that sometimes those thoughts that I have are my OCD and sometimes those thoughts are my thoughts. I think the biggest piece is understanding. I think once I understand OCD, maybe not to the extent that you do or that people that have studied it for years have, but understanding it is helping me apply what I need to apply to my daily life. And so whether it's your resources, whether it's the app No CD, which I feel like you've worked with, whether it's just articles following other people that I know you've had on your podcast that I've started to follow now as well too, and just really taking in all this information and knowledge so that I can better understand where my thoughts are coming from, why I'm doing things. And therefore, it also helps me better understand, like, is this thought going to, if I don't do that ritual, is that really going to affect my life? Is it going to create those XYZ results that I think are going to happen? Or am I just thinking that because that's my OCD brain on? I hope I answered that question. Yeah. Yeah. Just a big emphasis on learning, right? And we talked about that previously. So much of OCD and so much of the crippling nature of OCD is that feeling that there's something wrong with you. I remember that feeling was very present within myself when I was in the trenches. Yeah. I just felt like there was something wrong with me. Like there, that's such an awful feeling. Like to seriously feel like there's just something wrong with you and you don't know what it is. So if you don't know what it is, how the heck can you fix it? And you just feel different. You feel it's awful. It's an awful feeling. And those little pieces of psychoeducation that build up, I think a lot of times people tend to want, especially when they're feeling really urgent and desperate and they're in the OCD trenches, they want this big like boom light bulb moment where just everything makes sense and everything gets light again and it goes from dark to light like very quickly. I don't think that recovery is like that. I actually try to tell people, I think it's much more like acquiring teeny tiny little Christmas lights. Like one little Christmas light isn't going to do much, but eventually when you start to acquire more and more of those Christmas lights, eventually it's holy cow, like I don't know when this happened. It wasn't like the 105th Christmas light, all of a sudden it got light, like it's a very gradual thing. And so acquiring those little Christmas lights, I think, comes in the form of hearing something on a podcast about this person who couldn't drop their gloves on the floor, hearing this experience of somebody who, you know, oh my gosh, like COVID sent me back too. You acquire those little Christmas lights. And even if it's not like this huge flash of knowledge, like that makes everything better immediately and miraculously, it's little Christmas lights that eventually add up and can make things just so much more manageable. Agreed. Amazing. So I know there are so many people out there who can resonate with this. I know I've got, I get so many questions still about COVID and just recovery in general. And as we've mentioned, you've struggled with other subtypes. It's not just people with contamination OCD here that we're talking to, but I would really love for you as somebody who has been in the trenches, you're still struggling every once in a while as recovery often will have you do but you're still trying to do the dang thing and just get out there and live your life. What advice would you give to somebody out there who's in the trenches right now? 
Oh, that's a tough question. So I think the biggest thing and what I would say is that although the, as your podcast is, as though doing the hard things is hard, it's difficult, it's not easy, the reward is worth it. The having fewer thoughts, as I'm not saying removing thoughts, but having fewer thoughts is helpful. It's less stressful on my body. It's less stressful on my brain. So I would say really trying to do something small daily as as hard as it could be, depending on what it is, because again, obviously everyone's subtypes are different and their rituals and their compulsions are going to be very different from mine, I think is, you know, by doing one small thing or big thing, it's depending on how you're feeling. Although it's so difficult in the moment and at the time, it really will make a difference overall. And so I think one, getting and finding education, whether it's through your stuff, Jenna, or other therapists, other articles, other books, other podcasts, whatever that may be, I would say really learn more about your subtype and learn more about your and OCD in general. And also really know that the end result of working on it and pushing through is going to be worth it. And I say that as someone that is saying that to convince myself of it, because like I said, some days are easier than others, but I know that when I push past a compulsion or a ritual, delay it, don't do it. It's, a, it's hard, but tell yourself it's going to be worth it and it will be. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And it can apply to so much in life, right? Not just when it comes to OCD, but anything, right? Getting through that first boxing workout. I'm sure the first time, you know, that you did, that was probably very mentally and physically demanding, but yeah. you get through it. Eventually it gets easier and it's amazing on the other side. Thank you, Helene, so much. This was amazing. I know that as I often do, we will get people who say, Helene, I want to say thank you, or I just want to resonate and congratulate you or whatever. So if you feel comfortable, we would love to know like where people can find you, maybe on Instagram or whatever that is. And I will be sure to put it in the show notes. So where can people find you? Sure. I am on Instagram. It would be at Helene, H-E-L-E-N-E, last name Jafine, J-A-F-I-N-E. I do post a bit of boxing stuff or a lot of boxing stuff. And I do share some of my OCD stories as I feel comfortable with it. And as I feel can be helpful for maybe other people going through the same thing. Love it. Awesome. I will be sure to put that in the show notes. Be sure to check that out and catch up on her story. I'll be sure to give you a follow too. I'm just like as an athlete too, really intrigued. And I love the overlap of these conversations. So thank you so much for being here. I know it's going to help so many people. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And until next time, keep doing all the hard things.